Blog Talk Radio. you can start your new year in a fullness of energy. Because I wish I'd known this a long time ago. Life is a setup. (laughs) And guess who sets it all up for us? We do. Now, I'm going to try to explain a little bit about how all this happens. Because if you can get this now... You can just jump way ahead of everybody. You can live in heaven now. And no one has to die to go to heaven. Heaven and hell are right here on earth. And we choose which one we want to live in. So let's talk a little bit about this setup. If you've listened to my show for any length of time, Perhaps you heard one of my shows back several years ago about the cosmic workers who are on the job every day, every day, every day. These cosmic workers work in the realms that are invisible to us. Uh, In the third dimension, if you get into the fourth or fifth dimensions, you can see them. But they are the most expert workers that are available. They are totally dedicated to their jobs. They never ask for a break. They never go on strike to get more money because they don't get paid. They're never sick. They, and they just can't wait to get to work to do what they love <clears throat> because they just love setting things all up for you and me. These cosmic workers are spirit beings who work in the realms of non-matter. They work in the fields of the waves of energy. Now I'm going to, and this energy is regulated by you and me. So the cosmic workers have to be on alert constantly as our thoughts change, as our hopes and dreams change, and as we make our choices. Because once we make a choice, The cosmic workers are ready to bring that idea down into the realm of the particles which create matter. So just a little bit of uh, quantum physics here for a second. There's two states of things, waves and particles. Now the waves are the pure energy and the particles are everything that you see and hear and touch and smell. Uh, in other words, the realm of matter. You know, it always kind of makes me laugh to hear that slogan, Black Lives Matter, because everything you see and touch and smell and hear and taste matters because it is matter. <laughs> this is just so funny to me. <laughs> 
If it isn't in a state of pure energy, it is matter. Matter is the form that energy takes when we make a decision. So I'm just going to have to say it. Every time a black man and a black woman have sex, there is the potential for a new baby to come to this earth, and that baby comes from the realms of pure energy and descends down into the density of things that is matter. So, of course, that black light would matter because it is matter. And from then on, that black life is going to make decisions. And based on those decisions that that black life makes, he will be either in heaven or in hell. Okay, i got to get back on subject here. Okay, we are all matter. We have all come from the realms of pure energy. We have descended down into this third dimensional realm of matter and we have taken form. Now, we came to a planet that has free will. Now, there aren't very many planets that offer this opportunity to have your free will be the governing power. Did you know that the waiting list to come here is extensive? And it goes not only throughout our universe, but beings from other universes want to come here. Because planet Earth offers the experience to be in charge of your life. You get to make all of the decisions. And let me tell you, these decisions will bring a predetermined set of consequences. These predetermined set of consequences are the job of the cosmic workers. They are all set to bring to pass any possible choice that is made down here on Earth. They are ready for any of your choices. So I had an experience uh, last year that I think explains this about as well as I could. I drove for Uber for three months, (coughs) and one of my customers was an emergency room doctor, and he was on his way to work. So he would be a worker here on Earth who has to deal with the circumstances that have happened because of choices people have made. So I said to him, gosh, don't you just feel such a tremendous responsibility? I mean, sometimes it's going to be urgent whether you diagnose something as fast as you can or not because the person's life could be in danger. Isn't that true? But he said, let me just allay your fears, ma'am. People who come to the hospital in an emergency situation all have a certain set of symptoms and we are all set up to deal with those different set of symptoms instantly they have a stomach ache we do one thing if they have a head injury we do another thing if they've been in a car accident we do certain things 
if they're having a heart attack or can't breathe, we do certain things, all preset. It's not as catch as catch can as you think, because the body operates in preset ways, and we have preset waves. We deal with those preset waves. And all I could think of was life is a setup. <laughs> you know what? My last trip to emergency was exactly like this. I am a senior. Most seniors are dehydrated, and that's nearly the base reason they're in the state of emergency to start with. So immediately they put a tube in my arm that was attached to a huge bag, like three quarts of hydration fluid. Then secondly, they took me to have a CAT scan because I had fallen. And the preset medical reason seniors fall is they have either had a TIA, which is like a little mini stroke, or a seizure. So those two medical reasons can be either identified or eliminated by a CAT scan. Next, they took blood and urine. Another nurse came and did a heart EKG. Next was an x-ray of my lungs, shoulder, and knees, which had taken a really hard hit when I fell. And after three hours of being hydrated, I was released with an all clear. Nothing was broken. Nothing was abnormal. I was totally hydrated. And the doctor said, I'm going to put you, ma'am, on the bench for a couple weeks to let your body clear up the bruising and the soreness, and then I'll get you back into the game. Well, incidentally, I walk very mindfully now, looking at where I am walking, being very careful because California is messy, and there can be a pine cone or a blossom from a tree or any number of other types of vegetation on the sidewalks that can trip you up, which is what had happened to me. I rolled on a pine cone. So I walk with awareness now, and I haven't fallen since. So life is a setup. Now, I've recently retired from doing the weddings, and I've been feeling a great loss, you know, not having my brides to take care of and no longer performing the wedding ceremonies. So I took a look around my retirement community to find some volunteering work to do, and I found that our library is run by volunteers. Now, a library is a very structured place. I mean, what with the Dewey Decimal System and putting the books on the shelf alphabetically, first by author and then by title. We have large print books, books on tape, fiction and nonfiction sections, and it requires computer skills to search the catalog for a certain book that a resident asks for, or to check books in and out. And it's a very social place, getting to greet the residents coming and going and answering questions and, you know, sharing common experiences. And we have hundreds and hundreds of movies on DVD, and people come to read the Wall Street Journal or the New York or L.A. Times newspapers or work a puzzle because we have four puzzle tables set up. Well, my first day on my Saturday shift from 10 to 1, I was being introduced to the four other ladies who would be working 
uh, the library that day with me. And this one lady just kept staring at me. I know you. I know you, she kept saying. And then she said, you married me September 25th. 1999 at San Juan Capistrano. And immediately I remembered the entire wedding in complete detail because the story of her wedding is in my book, 17 Things to Do While Waiting for Mr. Wright, which you can download for free, by the way, at www.mrwrightforme.com. Now, do you believe me? Life is a setup. Do you know what the astronomical probability of that is? The odds of that happening? It was all set up. Hold on one second. Okay, I have a minute left, but I'm going to extend this um, session, so hang in there. Not only was she there, but my supervisor is the very person who shook her finger at me at the hearing I had with the board about Airbnb and declared me guilty and fined me $500 and pointed her finger and said, we will be watching you. And if you want to hear that story, Uh, You can look that up in the archives. It's called uh, Squeaky Queen. And also, if you live in a community that's governed by a board with a big, thick book of CC&Rs, you really need to listen to that show. It's called Squeaky Queen. Because, you know, when you move in, you sign it that you'll obey all the rules. But then I've been here 19 years, and in that time, board after board after board after board have put in all new CCNRs that I never signed into except maybe on some teeny tiny little sentence that says I agree to these CCNRs plus anything else the board might decide in the next 100 years. But anyway... Um, So far, this supervisor has not revealed to me that she remembers me at at all, and uh, she does confess to keep her private life, her social life, and her business life separate. And I was not the only person the board shut down today, but you know what? One of these days, we'll be talking about it, and I'll finally have my say, yes, sirree, Bob, life is a setup. And speaking of my book, I was trying to decide what to do with the manuscript, looking into all of the new ways to publish and online and feeling really pretty overwhelmed when I got an email, and it said, A Voice from Your Past. It was a girl I went to grade school with. That's 76 years ago. She said a young man had come to interview for a job at the company that she and her husband have, and he said his name was Mark McCleary. And she asked him, do you know a Marcy McCleary, which was my maiden name? And he said, yes, she is my aunt. And emails then were exchanged, and I heard from her. And she 
she wanted to say thank you for the influence that I had had in her life. How in a moment in our fourth grade classroom that involved me had changed her life. She shared that moment with me, and, <laughs> and I didn't even remember it. And okay, what do her and her husband do? They do book publishing. Life is a setup. <laughs> they took my manuscript, and after eight edits, published my little book. And I did go out on a book tour and sold a few copies, but I quickly learned I wasn't going to be able to retire selling books at nine ninety-five each with a publishing cost of $5. <laughs> so I give the book away for free on its own website, www.mrwriteforme.com. And it's in all the libraries in New York City, Chicago, Los Angeles, in the entire state of Indiana, and Orange County, California, where I live. And yes, it is in the library where I volunteer on Saturday mornings. Life is a setup. So what about those experiences that we would call painful or terrible? You know, the betrayals, the heartbreaks, the tragedies of loss, times of desperation and despair. I mean, all that stuff that just seems to just happen. Well, you know what? I know a girl who seems to have just this sort of life. Stuff is just always happening to her. Terrible stuff. But if you examine her life, with the choices she makes, she's always trying to get a deal or to get around the rules or to do something she shouldn't do to get away with something. And these ways she lives her life are choices. And these choices open opportunities for this other stuff to happen to her that she didn't seem to choose. But the truth is, this other stuff that happens are consequences of the choices she has made, which involve cheating and lying and stealing. Because if you're working some sort of a deal with an insurance company, with a friend or a member of your family, you're stealing from the insurance company. And that's why it makes it cost so much for all of us, and you will have a door open in your own life that is going to bring something into your life that you don't want. This girl's been looking for an apartment, and as I was decreeing an apartment for her, I saw her energy field, and it was all full of holes. And these holes are made in our energy field every time we do something that's slick or off the record or something that's not quite true, something shady, something cruel, something hurtful. And these holes are the ways that this other stuff that seems to just happen gets into our life. Now, when the cosmic workers are involved with our decisions and setting up our energy fields to bring to pass the consequences of our decisions, they have no awareness of good or bad. They're just totally neutral in their work. They see a set of circumstances and they bring it to pass. They're like the emergency room doctors. This particular set of circumstances calls for this setup. Because 
life is a setup. My purpose of this show today, hopefully, is to get you thinking about what you are thinking. Because even our thoughts are potential decisions. Sometimes not making a decision is actually the decision. Not making a decision allows you to be the victim of someone else's decision, which might not be in your highest and best good. Remember, remember, 2019, you are in charge. I appoint you in charge of your life. So why not start the new year with a new decision And that's a decision to make all of your decisions based on what is best for you. And the cosmic workers are waiting to bring it to pass. Happy New Year!